I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. We've had a little bit of time off to refresh, recuperate, rejuvenate, and we're back. JT and Lakey, the old crew here with you on the SC Report. Lakey, how are you, buddy? I'm good, mate. I'm good. Yeah, we've had our own buy period, um, freshened up, ready for the back end of the season, but um, I'm, a, I'm a little bit worried uh, about mm. yourself. How is How are you? How is your mental health? I'm good, mate. I actually um, I chucked the Cowboys shorts on this evening. I ran for 7Ks. I haven't done that for a long, long time. I'm feeling good. I'm ready for a call-up. Um, actually, if that's what you're referring to. Running um, out frustrations, are we? Yeah. <laughs> Look, Ran down to the pub to get you some great Northerns. Mate, it's been uh, in a sign of how great a man you are. You did say off air, am I allowed to bring up the 66 to 18 <laughs> result over the weekend? Uh, you are. Everyone is entitled to uh, throw some shade. And when you know, like, it's it's that kind of thing when everyone knows you're such an avid fan of a particular team, people just come out of the woodwork, left, right and centre. I've got family messaging me that I haven't spoken to in ages. I've got people at work who wouldn't watch a game in their life saying, I think your team did really shit over the weekend. <laughs> so thank you to all and sundry who uh, welfare checked or uh, reverse welfare checked and, uh, yeah, threw out a few messages of uh, not support. But anyway, it's all water off a duck's back. We've been uh, flogged by wooden spooners before. We've flogged by them again. But uh, <laughs> we haven't. yeah, it was a tough watch. Let's... Uh, Let's put it that way. I don't think there's all the great Northerns in the world could have uh, um, undone the memory of that one. But it's a new week. It's a new day. Uh, speaking of Supercoach, how are you going? I'm travelling okay-ish. I'm 11K, so not nothing fantastic, but I'm still just floating around without the ship sinking so far. Uh, you're doing way better than I am because the ship has well and truly sunk. It's it's going south in a fairly big way. I think I'm still above the 30K um, death line, so you know, still yeah, in a chance of that. You're doing good, no? Yeah, no, there you go. So hanging on, but um, you're normally this is the kind of year or the period of the year where you can target and try and claw your way back. But the buyers this year are a little bit different, so we'll go into a little bit of the detail. I'm sure a lot of our listeners are across that already, being the gurus that they are. But some of the intricacies of uh, 13, 16, and 19, there's a bit of a change in the air. So this year, you can't really stack your side with just random pods like I love doing that score 30 in these weeks and then blow your trade. So it's a new year. Yeah, it's a real tricky one because you've not only got the real big buy rounds this week, but you've got a couple of uh, smaller ones following up. You know, you can really kill your season by stacking your teams with some guys that end up missing next week and costing you anyway. Yeah, it's an interesting one. I had a look, and I know that round 14 in the back of my mind has been a tough one. Everyone's saying that, but para, manly, and the knights all missing next week. So if you're like me, and you've got a few para plays, you've got your Garricks, and you've got a Turbo, and you got Marju, and those sort of guys, like you could really sort of ruin next week, which could be really crucial. So that's a full 17 quote a week. You're playing a full team. So if you're stacking your side with round 13 guys, it might be uh, worth having a bit of a look ahead uh, to what you're going to face next week because we know these guys, uh, you said Payne Haas off air, he's a, a chance of playing really big minutes this week. Hines, uh, fortunately off the bench, but Cleary, those sort of guys, it could be a really tough week. It could, it could. We could have quite a few guys either not backing up depending on when their team's playing on the weekend and we'll look into that a little bit more. But um, yeah, guys will either not play at all or, or have a bit of a rest game and um you know, be low scorers anyway. So picking and choosing who your best players are to keep or to trade out is really going to make or break your season across these next couple of weeks. It certainly will. And you just have a look at some of the trade-ins that people are making. And, you know, you get these cheapies that fly in. KO Weeks is at fullback for Manly. You get these random one-week sort of things and people start having a sneaky look and think, oh, is he worth it to, you know, bring in? 
some of these guys will play one game and never play another one again. Like it's just, it's one of those things. If you're jumping at shadows in the first bye week, uh, might be best to cool your jets because I think, like everyone, uh, I'm sure you've blown plenty a trade. I think I'm sitting on like 22, 23 to go. How many have you got? Yeah, I wouldn't be far off that either. I think I got 24 um, if I memory serves. But um, yeah, I've, I've blown a couple in the last couple of weeks trying to get some numbers for round 13 and it's not done me any good, unfortunately. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, one of three buys, so uh, could be worth staying patient. I just had a look. I've made two trades and I've got 19 left. <laughs> this is going to be a very fun ride to the end of the year. But uh, we'll get into a bit of that later, the ins and outs. We'll talk about the team list Tuesday news uh, and then, yeah, captains and vices. So a fairly straightforward pod in a fairly challenging week. So without further ado, let's get into the team list news. Skimmed your article, uh, given I'm just such a professional athlete, I had a big run and I, I didn't get a chance to sit down and really absorb it. So I'm going to be relying on you for the uh, yeah the factual ins and outs. we got five games this week. We start with the Dolphins and the Dragons. What's the uh, major news coming out of that one? Well, the major news, I suppose, is for uh, any people that jumped on Valence Tavare early, hoping that he would get a couple more games and it mm. wasn't to be. He's been called up for his second game of the year, but it's only in the number 17 jersey. So... It's good news if you want a couple extra points. It sucks if he only gets a couple of minutes and doesn't score well because it's going to kill his scores and his cash generation from here. But uh, he's back in the team. The other one I thought was interesting is they've given Koda Nikarima the fullback jersey. Um, and a lot of people were thinking it would go to Asako with Rob Jennings coming back onto the wing. And I know a lot of people jumped on Jennings early. Um, and again, we told you not to because Tessie knew was just around <laughs> the corner. But um, you're hoping for that round 13, um, you know, call back to get you a few extra points and it's just not to bend. So otherwise the team's pretty stock standard. You've got Katoa's survived the cut after getting pulled early last week. Um, a couple of their big boys are away for origin. So Ray Stone gets a start in the 13 and otherwise not much to talk about in there. I did not even know uh, Katoa got pulled last week, uh, Lil. But I was at that game, um, <laughs> just dark back to that yeah. horrible Saturday night. Watched the um, actually, I think I didn't see a single minute of that Tigers game. Thankfully, I heard all about it, obviously. But I get to the ground and just the shit eating grins on a mate's faces to watch that Dolphins game. I don't even remember it. I, I think I just sat there basically dead inside <laughs> watching the grass. Worse, worse too, because one of your best mates is a Tigers fan, so uh... absolutely feeding you. Mate, he sat down next to me, massaged the knee, and didn't say a word. He, he knows <laughs> afterwards, he he knows said, I've been there, mate. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, good on him. Good on them and all the Tigers fans. Amazing how many, like, chatty Broncos fans there were getting in around it. But anyway, so, yeah, anything that happened in that Dolphin Storm game, I have pushed out of the memory. That was a very in-morning kind of period. But there you go. Katoa got benched. How are the old Dragons going? The Dragons, uh, again, they only lost Ben Hunt to Origin. Um, so there's not much of a change there. Blake Laurie's also fractured his hand, so he's going to be out a little while. Jack Bird is back. He's playing on the edge. Um, Jack DeBellin has been given the 13 jersey with a couple of other minor shifts throughout the pack. So, again, nothing major there to worry about, really. I saw um, Jack Bird missed last week. He's back in uh, in JDB at lock. Um, what are you reading in terms of minutes long-term? I've actually bought... JDB in last week, reasonably happy with a 60-odd. Uh, what do you see longer term for him? Uh, I think he's going to be pretty much the same anywhere he plays. Whether he plays prop or whether he plays lock, he's going to play the same sort of minutes, the same sort of style game. Um, I guess the big thing for him this week is he's been given the captaincy with Ben Hunt out. So he's... Um, I don't know, got a little bit more to play for, I suppose. Maybe he's out there a little bit longer. But just looking at his stats, from when he's uh, been given the starting jersey in, in round eight, he's played pretty much you know low 70s to full game every game anyway. So he'll be out there on the park as much as possible. I don't know whether it's just a memory of that one game where the Storm and Dragons put on about 90 points between the two of them, but Dragons on a Thursday night in a bye week, for some reason, it just seems to rain points. I don't know if I'm just looking at one game in particular, but I just had this back of the mind, Dragons in bye week tend to leak points. 
and score them as well. So could this be one of those things? It's out at Redcliffe where it's going to be pretty, uh, well, dewy and cold. But what are you seeing score line from this one? Oh, it could be anything. Uh, both these teams have got such good attacking players and they're missing a couple of their best to origin. But um, I don't think either of them are really renowned defensive squads. So it could be an absolute uh, score scoregasm out there. Love that. Uh, what do you reckon about Para and the Cows? <laughs> Fresh off yeah. a 66 point. Yeah. A loss you can only get, uh, only get better, right? Well, you want to hope so. As I've been telling everybody the last couple of months, the good thing about hitting rock bottom is there is only one way to go. <laughs> you are what is on it, the, the dead up. cat? The dead cat bounce? Isn't that a that's a thing, right? I've got no idea what they talk about up and far in North Queensland, mate, so that, that's on you. Like throwing cats around, I guess. Yep. Um, for the Eels, man, they, their forward stocks have taken a massive hit of mm. late. They've already got Andrew Davey out with a concussion for this week. Junior Polo's in blue. Camp, you know, you got RCG and Shaw Lane out injured long term. Then Madison came off last week with a, uh, I want to say calf. Yeah, not- calf injury. Still no word, actually, weirdly. No, no, physios reported that it's a likely three to six week injury, but nothing from the club um, mm. officially. So, not good news for anybody that's jumped on him. I was looking at him very closely the other week and, and sort of dodged that bullet, I suppose. But it means good things for Jermaine Hopgood. Joe Offengawi got released from the Tigers today and has been thrown straight into the prop rotation. I'm assuming that's because he doesn't know any of the setups and plays or anything. So he's just going see ball, get ball, run forward, mate. Um, Tuck until the we, ball under the arm. Yep. That's it. Until you can figure anything else out, just run as hard as you can and tackle everything that moves. Yeah, big, big inclusion for the Eels. A lot of people are looking at him, um, mm. which is a bit weird because, again, all those people we've just mentioned, it could be three weeks, it could be one week for Davey with the concussion. Um, Paulo will be back next week. Uh, they just don't know what his minutes or um, role is going to be in this side. No, I mean, when I had him last year at the Tigers, I mean, he was probably the one big minute forward that they had in that pack. You got like Stefano and Tamo and all those sort of guys. But at Para, as you said, they've got so many big minute players that are you know, on you know break at the moment through whatever origin injury, but they are going to come back. So it could be that little fresh club sort of initial um, good couple of games. But longer term, I don't see Joe O. He started the year at 640-odd K. So he was yep. pretty hugely priced. He's shed a ton of value. And I think people are just looking at that on you know that sort of basis. He's lost that much cash. He should be going back up now playing for a club that hopefully values him a bit better than old Sheens he seemed to. But, yeah, for me, I'd be staying away until you know what, yeah, exactly where he fits in that rotation. He's starting and he's in a side that's playing all the three major buy rounds, so people are getting a bit excited mm. about that. I just think buyer beware in that case. We'll jump onto the Cowboys, but I want to get your input on this because they've got a couple of deputants coming out that I know absolutely zero about. Zach Labert and Robert Derby playing mm. in, the, in the back line. Uh, what, tell me about these guys. Don't know a hell of a lot about Zach Labert. Um, I think he plays up for the uh, Blackhawks up there, but... Um, Rob Darby actually played in a trial against the Finns and scored, it looked like one of the slowest runaway tries that you'll ever see, but another one, um, huge wraps on him, a bit more muscle um, than a guy like, say, Peter Hiku, who's hopefully on the way out in the not-too-distant like future. Yeah. yeah, so I think a lot of fans are hoping that this is the game Darby can have a pretty big, big impact because I think of the two, he's likely to stick around given his um, profile in those trials and that, but... Yeah, I mean, for a side that got belted last week, the one upside, I guess, is that these young guys now get to go, uh, get a bit of a fresh. They don't have that lingering, um, horrible in the back of the mind feeling about last week, and they can come in enthusiastic and everything. But yeah, Labor, I thought, was more of a playmaker. His brother, Kyle, or might be a cousin or something like that, um, played a bit of halfback for us. So I'm not sure whether he's a centre by trade typically. But yeah, no, in all so- honesty, I, I don't, yeah. It's nice what, what to see a bit of youthful. I didn't look into it in depth, but I saw a bit of uh, Zach Labor um, highlights or whatever, and I believe he was a half um, playing in the junior grades. So just looking like they're getting these guys a bit of a run in the top grade because it can't go any worse than last week. Um, despite that, despite that loss and that absolute shellacking, you guys have lost four to the Queensland camp this week. Um, ben mm. Hampton's come in to replace Tom Dearden. And big Jakey Granville gets the number 13. Oh, 
So look out. Everything looking like an improve at the moment. The other name that really caught my eye is Jason Tamalolo is in the 22 in the reserves. I'm I'm under the assumption, I'm just going to throw this out there, he'll come in on game day surely. I don't know. I mean, whether it's because we don't have that many players to name or something like that, that they've just thrown him in as a Hail Mary. But it seemed to me that he was, uh, they've always talked about round 14 has been when he's going to come back, if not beyond that, because we have a 15 buy. So I'd be very surprised to see him in there. Um, but I thought as well the throat injury to Griffin Knee might have kept him out a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think mm-hmm. we've got enough cavalry there that I don't think, you know, a guy like Jakey Granville at starting lock, why even bother with some Taumalolo guy? I yeah, think you've got to right. yeah, wasting your money. <laughs> exactly right. But no, I'm not sure um, what the read is there. I guess we'll know a bit more come first cuts. But for me, I think it's probably just sticking him in there in a very, very unlikely kind of starter. But uh, yeah, worse things. Be nice to get him eased back in and get a full strength forward pack for the first time all year. Yep, absolutely. And before we move off this, um, the, the pack they've got, they've got Ruben Cotter coming back in. You've got Lolo just around the corner. Jeremiah Nanai is the forgotten man. He's out suspended at the moment, but he's due back next week. Uh, plenty of people jumping on Helam Lukey of the last couple of weeks. What's the lineup going to look like going forward? Yeah, I don't see Lukey as an 80-minute player. I think he's played a lot of big minutes lately because, as you've said, we've lost uh, Nane and, and a couple of others. So the fact that we're getting Cavalry back now, Luciano started last week, I'd be staying very clear. I think on his day, as we've seen, where he tore up the Dragons, really good player, but I don't think he's an 80-minute lock uh, and load kind of second row, which you kind of need for a 530k. Um, doesn't have the huge base stat game. He scored 23 in a pretty diabolical effort last week. So, yeah, it's not going to keep his price um, skyrocketing, but I'd be staying away from Lukey just given the cavalry. Yep, that's a fair call. Uh, we'll talk about the Warriors, Warriors-Broncos on Saturday afternoon. Um, Ronald Volkman has been named in the 18 jersey, but I believe he fractured his hand or something last game. So I'm surprised to see him there. Either way, he's been replaced by young Luke Metcalf, who had an injury preseason and is now just making his club debut. He's only 250K, I believe, so a decent downgrade option in the coming weeks. But you can probably afford to wait and watch for a couple of weeks, maybe get him after round 16 when they have their next block. Mm. I guess it's an awkward one because he's 5'8 only. And as you said, you've got Volkman on the bench there who they um, have thrust in there before him. So it'd be one of those risky ones and purely if you just want to buy weak yep. player and 5'8's yep. the only way you can go. But otherwise... Yeah, that's it. Away. Everybody's lost faith in uh, Isaiah Katoa. Maybe there's an option mm. there. Um, otherwise, they're pretty standard. Jackson Ford has come back from his concussion layoff. He's had two weeks off because of the bye last week, so he's fresh and ready to go. And they're um, pretty much full strength because they don't lose anybody to the origin period. So they're good to go, which is really bad news for the Broncos who have lost Haas, um, Reese Walsh, Paddy Carrigan, Selwyn Cobbo, and Tom Flegler for this weekend. Mm-hmm. Plus, they're traveling across to New Zealand. Uh, it's it's a really going to be a balls-to-the-wall effort if they can get this one over the line. That's why I think the Warriors are a really big side to target. Over the next few months, they get a pretty unsettled, unchanged lineup throughout that time. A fair few home games. They like playing at Mount Smart. Um, they get a couple of those games over that time. So they're going to be coming up against sides that are pretty, as the Broncos are here, battered by origin. So, yeah, it'd be um, big on them. A guy like CNK, not regretting yeah. trading him out, but would love to have him um, over this sort of period. I think he could be pretty lethal. But, yeah, I think it's hard to go wrong with some of these um, Warriors players. I, I agree. CNK was a guy I was very much looking at in the fullback position um, to get an extra number in there because he's shown on his day he can go absolutely bananas. He's had a couple of 90-point games this year already um, when, you know, the Warriors, they weren't even, like, they were winning games, they were playing well, but they weren't blowing teams off the park, um, but he was still putting in the effort and getting the scores. So you're right, he could go nuts in the next couple of weeks playing against some really uh, understrength sides or reserve-grade sides, really. You look at the the makeup of this team, the guys that have come in, Dean Mariner, um, Tristan Saylor, Keenan Palacia, Xavier Willison, and Brendan Piakura. I know they're all decent players, but there's a reason they're not in the starting 17 each week, and, and now they're making up this 
squad. Um, it's mm. going to be tough going. But the good news is Adam Reynolds is back after headbutting the Suncolt turf a couple of weeks ago. He's uh, got given the all clear and he'll come back in and add some leadership to this very young squad. Yeah, it's a weird season. I hate to give him credit, but it's one of those games where you think the Broncos will get smashed, but they'll find a way to keep it tight. I think they'll still lose and hoping they do, but I don't know, they're a change side. Uh, they've been right. undermanned over the last couple of weeks and still holding holding firm. So there you go. Well done, Broncos. God, that yeah, hurts. We're both Ooh. very Brisbane-based, and how many times have you heard the terms baby Broncos thrown about yeah. around this time of the year? Yeah. They just, as I say, they always seem to get it done for whatever reason. But anyway. Hmm. Um, Rabbitohs Raiders Bunnies have lost three to Origin in Arrow, Murray and Mitchell but Damian Cook was not included in that that was a bit of a shock for me so he gets uh, the game this weekend to go along with stalwarts Cody Walker and Campbell Graham who was named as 18th man but deemed too injured to attend camp but not injured enough to miss this game Weird, weird. Yeah, never the, seen the anything like absolutely pulled one over the NRL there. No, he's got a sternum injury. He can't go to Origin Camp, but we will play him this week. It's fine. Yeah, the old, uh, what was the Queensland thing? We named someone, was it Tony Carroll? Was he 19th yeah. man, 18th man or something? That kind of stuff. I, I do love a good Origin um, uh, woodwink. Hmm. But no, we like I don't own any bunnies, and they're the kind of side that has been absolutely, and that's why I'm 30,000th, whatever, but no bunnies <laughs> in the side outside of Davi Mawali. How good's that? Um but Cody Walker, where's this been? Like the sustained uh, excellence. Normally yep. Cody's that guy that chips in with 100, gets you interested, and then you bring him in and he scores 20 for three weeks. But they've been on a roll. Does it stop now with he all the that, outs? that huge season a couple of years ago. Was it the PVL ball season where he was the top scoring player, yep. I think, of the entire um, Supercoach season? So can do it and can do it at a sustained period, but he's gone missing over the last couple of years. Him and Latrell, I think, have been combining just spectacularly, and I think mm. it's really helped Cody's game that Latrell has been on fire. Uh, teams are targeting him and so wary of what he's doing out the back that Cody's been able to you know, throw some cutout balls or the show and go and, and create some stuff himself. So people have sort of forgotten his ability and he's um, making them pay on a week-to-week basis. That kind of reminds me this whole year, um, people fight over Luttrell and Cody, depending on who you own, uh, each week over the scoring decisions and, oh, this player should get a TC, this guy should get a trice or whatever. And so it's like that Simpsons meme when Nelson's throwing the apple and Bart's throwing the, the orange and then you got Ralph uh, throwing the banana down the bus. I'm Ralph. I own no rabbit, so I do not care. <laughs> but these people go on and, oh, no, I want – he should be on 120 and uh, like, yep, whatever. Yeah, cool. <laughs> I'll, I'll just stick to owning. I'll take my 35 from Scott Drinkwater. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Uh, to be fair, I don't own that many cowboys, thankfully. But anyway, no, I mean, the Bunnies, I don't know whether they the role sort of slows a little bit. Last week, uh, bad loss against the Eels of all teams. But yep. with the trail out, you've got Taff in there who can fill in. But I don't know whether then it all has to go through Cody's hands and crumbles under the pressure. What do you see over the next month or so with these Bunnies? Cook probably takes a step up, um, gets mm. himself more involved. He's um, as much as he's dangerous with his running game and and creation around the ruck. Um, he seems to be deferring to his Cody Walkers and Latrells a lot more. Um, sort of been his role over the last couple of years. So I, I can see him taking on a bit more responsibility through the middle. Um, and they still got dangerous guys on the outside. See so Alex Johnsons and what they'll still be able to create opportunities. The good thing for the Bunnies, um, you know, after this week, they play the Raiders on Saturday night, who we'll just get into in a second. But they got the Titans and Dragons over the next couple, uh, followed by the Bye and then your boys in round 17. So two buys in a row. Geez. I know. That's, that's right. You could argue three with that Dragons game. So they. <laughs> The resurgent dragons. They've got a very good run coming up, so it's hard to see Cody dropping off too much. Mm. Well, that's it. I think it's probably one of those ones where, and I guess we'll talk in the ins and outs later on, but if I didn't have Cody, I wouldn't be too nervous not owning him. But if you do, you're sitting pretty, pretty well. So I don't know. I wouldn't be rushing to bring Cody in while he's on the up. It's just happened before. And it's one of those you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't type situations, whether you get him and they crumble or you don't get him and they continue to fire. It's uh, either way, it's going to bite you in the ass. 
It could be collateral damage if he does uh, go a bit poorly over the next month or so to guys like Alex Johnson, even Campbell Graham. So, yeah, a lot riding on him here. Yep, 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 yep. Um, For the Raiders, only missing Hudson Young. Um, And then also, uh, what's his name, Elliot Whitehead, who's been suspended, I believe, for a, a hit across the weekend. So he's been out. Mm, took the um, took the guilty plea because he was injured. So I think he's going to miss three weeks or so. Gives go. our boy CHN a good run. Yeah, CHN's back into the starting side on their edge. Corey Horsburgh gone to the other edge to fill in for, I guess, it's going to be um, Hudson Young at this mm. stage. And then um, Joe Tarpanin been given the 13 jersey. So it that piqued my interest. I'm hoping he gets a few more minutes as an owner. Um, but I, I don't see his role changing too much. Maybe he gets the offload going a little bit more and doesn't have to do as much of the grunt work. But, um, yeah, that was that was something that stood out to me. I can't get a read on Tarpano this year. It's such a weird – like he played 47 minutes, I think it was, straight last week and then gets benched for a good like almost half hour before Tricky. Sticky. It's just – one of the, I don't know. It's obviously the professional coaches know more than me, but a guy, a gun player who can play big minutes and you're parking him on the bench. And they got rolled in that time, so I don't know. You remember preseason last year, his missus came out and gave Ricky a serve, and then he ended up having the career year because he got all the minutes and all the attacking stats. And this year she was quiet because he had a good year, and uh, he's gone back to being subpar. So. Come on, Mrs. Tarp, and I fire up that sticky. Get him. Get him. He needs a rocket. <laughs> 60 minutes or he's walking. Thank you very much. <laughs> I'll DM her about that. That's it. Slide right in them. Um, Sunday afternoon game, Knights versus Eagles. A lot of changes in this one. Uh, we got absolutely destroyed on the weekend by the Sharks. So Lockie Miller has been dropped to the bench. He's playing in the number 14. And Kalen Pong has gone to the fullback. I don't, you know, as bad as Lockie Miller was, I think that's more about protecting Kalen Ponger from these head knocks because he had another scare on the weekend past the HIA, thankfully. But, they're taking him out of that front line, having to make all those tackles because guys are just targeting him, knowing that he's mm. protecting himself and and uh, won't go into the tackles hard. So Tyson Gamble back in the number six. We know he was a Dally M player at the start of the year. And Adam Elliott gets the number 13 jersey for the first time this year. Hopefully he can get back into that Raiders form that he, he was signed for. Yeah, I thought Leo Thompson had a couple of bad games. I don't know whether, is he injured or is he in the extendeds or something? I didn't. Uh, Leo Thompson's gone into the prop rotation. So Jake Safidi is onto the bench. Leo Thompson's moved into number 10 and Adam Elliott's come off the bench into the 13. Because Elliott was one of those guys, was last year, that just, you know, subtly killing it uh, when he was starting, playing big minutes. So I don't know whether if he gets that role regularly. uh, He's only had three games so far this season, but could be one of those guys uh, that possibly undervalued, although 523K, it's not... You know, low That's price tag by any means, but I like his super coach game. He's got a break even at 75, so I still think he's got some cash to lose. But you're, you're right, he came in uh, probably overpriced considering what he's done in his career and what he did last year. Um, but does have it in him, definitely has it in him. Um, Off season surgery. And a game one rushing him back, then got him hurt again. So that's really hampered the, his season thus far. But played two games now off the bench, getting a little bit more minutes in the legs and obviously rewarded with a starting jersey here. So I think he can provide something, but mm. uh, I, it's definitely a wait and watch. Keen to see how you boys go. And the Ponga thing, like a lot of people rushing to bring him in this week, but uh, just had a look at that play the ball last round. I yeah. mean, is that the sign of someone be, who had yeah. to be a HIA something in there? Like they he passed his HIA in the sheds and then came and did that. I would have pulled him straight away. You're not right, mate. Well I know you would have pulled him straight away. But yeah was, I don't did know. Billy also look at that and think, oh Jesus <laughs> if you do that in origin, you would never make that's Justin Hodges in the in goal kind of stuff there. That that yeah. just didn't fly. Again, I I I would think that Billy's gone the if we get him out there for two minutes and then he has a concussion worry, then we're without a, a attacking player. Um, you can't play that, that way. Tommy did and mate in the wings. That's right. Push I mean, you've got a Ferrari in eighteen, so I don't know. I don't know. Yes. Billy's got options. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, there's probably a little bit of uh, caution there, but mm. you know, Queensland. I was shocked to not see him named, but it's Newcastle's game as far as I'm concerned. And, and Brisbane's lost as well, because so, they yeah. took uh, Reese Walsh. So it's win-win. 
<laughs> he did. Gorgeous Reese Walsh. Yes. Uh, how man- Manly have also been... Uh, Manly yeah, have been absolutely was- rocked this week. Not only losing Turbo and DCE to Origin, but the other Trevojevic brothers, Jake, Tori's calf, he's out up to six weeks, and Ben Trevojevic aggravated a hamstring injury. Um, I know a few people were jumping on him when he got named to start, but mm. only lasted a few minutes, and now he's going to be out for a couple more weeks. And then um, Carl Lawton... Okay. Carl Lawton came on and dislocated his shoulder again. So they got a high number of guys missing out this week. Uh, speaking of week, KO Weeks is the fullback of choice. Again, I was expecting Garrick to go back there with Tui Pilotu to come onto the wing as he's done uh, earlier this season, but he's been named in the 14 and they've given KO Weeks the number one jersey. Uh, Cooper Johns replaces DCE. And then uh, a couple of forward rotations, Sean Kepi in the 13, Samuela Fainu on an edge. But um, otherwise, again, similar sort of team to what they've been running out with the last couple of weeks. It's one of those games, I think the Knights would, should be uh, heavy favourites to win this one. And you're at home. So I think I can kind of see a guy like Ponga putting on some points, Marju. It should be a game you'd think the Knights will towel up in. But... Uh, who knows? I think Garrick, I was very surprised as you said not to see him at fullback. He's like the Asako move. You're just keeping, I guess, the gun player on the wing where they do best. But yeah, yeah interesting. And a I lot did of pressure see someone, someone mentioned that he copped a knock at some stage during the game. I missed the game on the weekend, so I didn't see it. But um, apparently he copped a knock. So mm. maybe it's a injury type thing. They need him out there. He's not uh, hurt enough to miss the game, but don't want to um, put added stress on him from the fullback position. So could just be a little bit of nursing him through. Yeah, I'd hate to think he misses goal kicking or anything like that. But yeah, I think he um, he kicked them all last week. So hopefully retains that this time around. Alrighty, that's the team's Tuesday news for round 13. We'll come back and we'll go through some of the ins and outs, some of the holds and captains and vices. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Just have to play it. We're not going to hear it for a little while after a post game, I don't think. But anyway, enough about the cows. Uh, talking about the ins and outs. Uh, maybe do you want to start with the outs because it's probably the easiest one. So the guys that people are lining up to move on from their side. And I think it's that origin kind of flavor. So guys that are going to miss a lot of weeks over the next couple of months and a couple of players that have uh, maybe plateaued or they're injured. So I've got four names listed here. Feel free to add them in. But uh, Harry Grant, popular trade out option this week, had a quiet game last round, scored a 30 odd. He's 655k. So some options that you really do not uh, lose a lot of value going to. Um, a lot of guys on the up, but he's in origin, uh, stalling a little bit. So I think a lot of people making the move on him. Is he performing well enough that he looks like a guy that people will be trading back in down the line? Do you see, I mean, we know he's the premium number one hooker in the game, yeah. but is the gap between the number one and two and thereabouts that big this year? Uh, probably not as what we saw last year, but I think depending on who you believe is number two, I think you're going to end up with Harry Grant there anyway. Mm. Um, you know, have, have a JMK or a, I don't know, Damian Cook or a Reese Robson or something of the like to see you through the period. Um, 
obviously, but then run them as your hooker too because we just know what Harry Grant can do in his day. Those other guys can go big, but their bigs are, you know, 80s and 90s, the top mm. end, where Harry Grant can really post, you know, 130, 140 if he gets things going, and especially with that Melbourne team. So you'd hate to be missing out on that. I believe he'll go out for a lot of people and come back in straight after the origin period. Yeah, I guess this year they don't have the luxury of Brandon Smith there to fill in at hooker. You got Bronson Garlic no, there, yep. but yeah, no one that you know, you, you can see Craig Bellamy in the form that they're in. They're not going that great, so you'd imagine he's wanting their Origin players on deck as much as possible. So may not miss that much time outside of the regular Origin games, but uh, a lot of people making the move on him. Ryan Madison, he's uh, unknown at this stage how long you'll be at, but as you said, physio normally a good guide, three to six weeks uh, per his initial. Uh, diagnosis and no word from the club is always a bit unusual uh, might spell a little bit longer than we thought so Maddo a safe trade out at this point if he's missing games as good as he's been playing I think yeah this is the kind of time where you need uh, premium guns in the second row position scoring points so I think a safe trade out for me yeah I agree 100% you can't have a guy with that much um, you know carrying that much money sitting on your bench for you know potentially a month and a half which rules out his um, his buy round um, positives, I guess. You know they're going to play on the three big buy rounds, but he's not going to be there anyway by the looks yep. of things. So can't can't keep him hanging around. Trade him to a like type. Hmm. And weirdly getting benched. So I mean, he was still scoring well and getting attacking stats, but you just never like seeing the orange. Uh, sticker next to his name. Reese Walsh, another one, a popular trade out this round. So he's in origin. So did get the call up over your boy KP. So again, he's uh, had a blistering start to the year. Everyone jumped on. I think a lot of people have moved away and safe to say it's not a bad call. I think now that he's in that uh, origin one squad. No, absolutely. And people were only probably holding him this long thinking he would play round 13, um, considering Mm. he's come back to the pack a little bit, but they thought, you know, an extra number is an extra number. So we'll hold him. He can go big. Um, but now every likelihood you've got a Tedesco or a Trevojevic or a Latrell Mitchell paired with Reese Walsh. So you're now down two fullbacks. Um, Walsh is the man to go out of those um, four in my book. Yep. No, 100% agree on that. And Cam Munster, the other one I've got down here. So talk that he's carrying a couple of injuries, niggles into origin camp. Could just be the old Queensland ploy, but he uh, likely to get a rest if he is carrying any of those. So uh, for me, he's been uh, probably one of the better 5'8". So had an up and down kind of season, but a lot of players have in those sort of positions. But Munster's done his job, I think, like Harry Grant, a guy that you might be looking at trading back in post-Origin, but for now, decent trade-out. Yeah, he is. And the only caveat I'll put on that is if you already have him and Dylan Brown, um, you can carry Dylan Brown across that and he'll play Mm. and do a fantastic job for you. He's been absolutely on fire of late, um, so you're not going to miss not having Cam Munster, but you could potentially save yourself a trade there. Um, by just running with Dylan Brown and keeping Munster on the bench to see if he gets through the origin period unscathed. But uh, otherwise, you know, with the flexibility we've got, you know, we've got Isaiah Katoa, um, Phoenix Crossland, they're both dual position players and, and that sort of thing. Um, uh, Josh Schuster can come down from second row. You can pretty much trade Munster to, to anybody. Hmm. No, agreed. Um, and then I guess one other name I've just thought of, Zach Hosking. So I traded him out a couple of weeks ago. Uh, that... Role on the in the Penrith side with the likes of Liam Martin, who is in Origin, admittedly, but then you got um, Luke Garner floating around as well. I think he, we've probably seen the best from him. So if you haven't yet made the move, he's obviously got the buyer this round. Uh, probably a, a safe trade out if you're needing points this week. Yeah, I agree. It's someone I'm looking at trading out this week as well. He, he's doing a job. Um, for me, it was between him and um, Jacob Preston, and I think Jacob Preston's just got the wood on him at the moment. So I'm um, happy to hold him and, and get, trade out Hosking to get an extra number this week. And I don't own him, but Val Holmes, would you be trading him out uh, if you've already got a few other guns, centre wings in and around that are yeah. going to play through the buyer period? I see a lot of people moving Val out. He's a really tough one, Val, because, again, he's he's had a few runs of 100s and 90s, but then he's come back with a couple of 40s of late, and that's more 
the Cowboys form than his own. Um, when they're not mm. scoring points, he's not getting conversions and whatnot. But um, yeah, I, I just don't know with the center wings because there's no one absolutely breaking away from the pack at the moment. It was Karaz to start the year and, and then he busted himself. So he's, you know, putting up low scores again. Um, no one's really a standout candidate that you'd want or absolutely need through this period. But mm. um, so, yeah, I, I think I'd hold Bal. Um, I can see the appeal of trading him out um, if you can get a guy that's going to play a couple of weeks, um, an Alex Johnson or, you know, Marju or something like that. But, um, you know, a lot of those guys are highly owned anyway, so it could be worthwhile just holding. I, don't know, I reckon trade out this week, almost 100%. So he's got missing the game this round because of origin. He misses round 15 because of the bye. He'll miss 16, and that's for origin. Uh, in between that, we play Storm in round 14. We play the Bunnies in 17. Uh, Storm at home, Bunnies away. Then the old Tigers, the revenge game up in uh, up in Townsville, but then misses round 19 for origin. Could miss round 20 backing up pretty early on as well. So a chance he only plays two or so games over the next run up all the way until round 20 or so. Like it's a it's a long time to have him out, uh, two or three games. So I don't know. I think you can safely move him on and find a center wing. And there are a lot of potential value plays. Uh, we'll get mate, into them in a moment. But I reckon straight to Campbell Graham. Well, the, the only risk with... Available all year now. Mm, I guess the only risk um, with some of these guys, and maybe it's worth talking about some people we wouldn't be trading in, but a guy like Campbell Graham, I would be sticking well away from and Kalen Ponga on the basis that they could play Origin um, you know, next next game. It's as simple as that. They're on the periphery, and with injuries and all the stuff that goes on, it's a big risk to bring in um, an Origin player, particularly uh, Campbell Graham, given you brought him up, given he's a sort of clouded injury uh, sort of guy. Yeah, so I, I think, think yeah. personally, I think that's smoke and mirrors by the bunny so they can get him for this week. But um, they have said they've been nursing him through the weeks to get him there for the weekend. So maybe there is some fire to it. But um, mm. as far as his origin chances, I really believe he deserves to be there. He's had a ridiculous year just absolutely ridiculous he's been one of the best guys and if not the best guy in the competition but in saying that i don't see them moving turbo or latrell out of those center positions uh anytime soon so where graham comes in if he will he play on a wing um mm. as you said it, it, it could be fox that goes down he's had some ankle troubles of late um but then you've got guys like Dan Tupo coming back who have done been there, done that as well. So I, I just don't know with Graham. It's really a 50-50 call. Back your gut on it, I suppose. But for me, um, I, I don't see him playing Origin this year. Mm. I mean, Turbo's on one leg. Like if they have a poor game and he's at the forefront of that, he could be the first one to go. So I know, I agree. You've got to take a punt sometimes. If you've got trades up the sleeve, I think it's an easy one to, to make. But if you're short, um, yeah, maybe play the uh, risky or less risky kind of game. Um, any outs, any trade outs that I haven't included there? Uh, do, 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 do. I don't think so. There's a, a couple question marks over the halves, but we'll talk about those guys a little bit later. Um, I'm noting Isaiah Katoa in the most traded out list, and that's probably based on his score last week, but uh, I, I don't get it. He's an extra number this week. Why not hold him for one more week and trade him out next week? I suppose a big one um, would be Brennan Smith. Um, mm. Still highly owned, um, but he's going to miss the next couple of weeks through injury. Um, so if you've got him, he's not going to provide any cover over the next couple of weeks anyway. Best to flick him on. Not that yeah. he's doing anything regardless. No, exactly. He's been terrible. So I think a lot of those will be dead teams. I'm surprised I'm not one, but <laughs> yeah, he's uh, taken up a spot you just can't afford. So yeah, agree. Moving on. Yep. Uh, um, all right. Any, just, well, any last one? Just on a, one last one, and it's not probably not a trade-out uh, with urgency, but Tyrone Peachy, who's done a job for the Panthers, but am I right in remembering that Isaac Tungo is probably due back just after the bye? Yeah, he wasn't that far off. I remember we talked about Peachy being uh, a good chance of a good run of a month or so. I might just have a quick dig around for... A Tungo update, but um, yeah, that would definitely push 
uh, Peach to the bench and basically out of the side. So I think for 14, for me as a whole, because we've talked about how crucial next week is and like it, hopefully he suits up and you um, is, hold him on that basis. There's a chance that Dungo comes back and Peachy's just a, a nothing next week. So um, if we get some more clarity on that Dungo, we'll, we'll find it. We'll find it in the next couple of minutes. But, um, yeah, it could be that it's worthwhile just moving him a week early and, and, and getting an extra player this week, potentially next week as well. Yeah, oh, fair call if uh, if that's where you want to go. Um, got a couple of holds. So Nico Hines and Nathan Cleary, I think both are fairly... Um, we've talked about Grant and Munster being sort of trade-outs, but it's a bit different for the Hines and Cleary types because they're so far ahead of the rest of the pack in their position. So Hines, uh, we know how good he is. He's only playing off the bench, so I shouldn't really be one of those guys that they consider resting. Uh, backs up at home after Origin in round 14 and 20 as well, so there's no travel risk and that kind of thing. Um, could be a guy you look out for a trade-out if you've got the uh, trades up your sleeve over 16, round 16 and 19 because you'll miss a, a most of those. But for now, I think save the trade. He's a run-home uh, must-have, so I wouldn't be playing guys like you know Jerome Hughes or someone like that. Um, just for a few weeks, uh, just for points or whatever, I'd be sad in the trade. And same with Cleary. Um, he's bounced back in a big way and might be more of a resting risk. But sometimes if you're carrying both of them, you just might as well, I think, yeah. in that position. I'm in the same boat, and that's what I'm going to be doing. They're both uh, at the higher end of 800K plus um, and going to be hard to get back in if you mm. do trade them out. You've got guys, uh, a couple of people jumped on Moses the other week after his massive score against the Knights, only for him to fall victim to a concussion. Um, but then he came back massive last week. So he's probably the only one that realistically you would look at at halfback. Um, and even then, you're going to have to trade him back out to one of these guys for the run home too. So again, depends how your trades are traveling for yourself who's into the teens already it's probably not worthwhile making that move but uh if you've got a couple up your sleeve maybe you can get a bit of an edge on people by running moses over the next couple of weeks i guess you're, you're right in that it gives you a lot of cash to splash out on the rest of your side but i think there's enough of those five six hundred k guys that we've spoken about that might be at their peak that you can move on for a decent um you know decent bit of value but yeah if you're desperate for cash and want to upgrade some of those middies then yeah that would be a, a play but i think uh, take it safe and save the trades. Um, any other holds? I think some non-origin guns. So the guys like you know Teague Wilton and stuff in the Sharks that are missing this week but won't be in origin and should play a, a stacky games over the coming months or so. I'd be holding on to them. The you know Jacob Preston, those sort of guys. I think are, are worth their weight in gold in some of these tougher weeks, uh, yep. especially next week. Definitely those sort of guys that are hovering around and they won't be playing origin so when their team is playing they'll be there um and even an origin guy like dave for feeder uh the year he's having i don't i mean he's holding a lot of cash it's 950k again you can trade him down and get a player you get almost 300k going from him to jermaine hopgood um for mm. instance and and get some really solid scores over the next month and then hopefully for feeder drops in price some but potentially he doesn't. He comes out and he keeps posting 80s and 90s. He's only going to drop probably to you know high 800s and mm. how are you going to get him back? Yeah. No, that's exactly right. It's a uh, headache you could possibly do without. Um, any Anyone else that you're looking at in the trade-out lists for people that you'd be just holding fire on? Uh, no. No, not really. Um, everyone else pretty much makes sense in my book. Hmm. Alrighty, I'm just having a quick look, and Penrith have released an injury update last week on Isaac Tungo, but it's a friggin' video. I'm not watching that. So assume he might be back for round 14. That's the NRL. Yeah, the NRL injury list has him uh, listed as a round 14 return. So good chance he's back after the buy, providing he's had no setbacks. All right, now let's get into the fun part of the pod, and that's the ins for this week, the targets. So it's always fun playing this in the bye week, although, as we said, it's not as critical to fill your 17 this round because there's only 13 playing and scoring for you, so a little bit easier. So there's some guys we've got on the list here. You might already have them, but top of the list here, I reckon, Josh Schuster. Huge week last week on return, shed a few kilos and looked really good. 
negative 26 break even, 332k. If he's not in your side, uh, I'd be bringing him in uh, pretty much straight away. I think it's a good week for him this week. Yeah, it's it's a hard one with Schuster because we know he can get those teens and 20s, which he was putting up beforehand. But as you said, he looked fit and um, ready to go on the weekend. Won't be combining with Turbo as much, obviously, and DCE. So he might have the ball in his hands a little bit more. Uh, could be good for his scoring, could be bad because he panics or whatnot. But, um, yeah, at 330, it's a, a with a negative break even of – sorry, a break even of negative 26. It's a punt you can take. Hmm. And I was having a look. I had a quick skim down the sub-400K list who are playing this round. There are not a lot of good options. So I, I get that Schuster's not going to play next week and hopefully you've got enough coverage to – uh, go without him but have a look down the list at sub 400k you're looking at you know the likes of benny hampton and these these kind of guys like it's not a good round to be targeting cheapies unfortunately like Tavaro, if he was playing in the starting wing spot or whatever or center he'd be really good but just is probably the best of a pretty ordinary bunch i would say well, Katoni Staggs has just slipped under 400k, so you can got his option knowing he can go massive on any given day, but he has been awful this year. But you're right, everyone under that um, that sort of price bracket is really sketchy to say the least. you got Corey Harawiranara who get a little bit of a run there. And I know people are getting excited about these cheapies, the, the Tristan Sailors and that but, um, you know, they're not even in the game yet, and there's a reason for that. They're not going to end up playing any more than one game or two games and just become a nightmare on your bench. So I had two players listed. If you were absolutely desperate um, for cash, and I wouldn't bring these people in just for a warm body, I'd almost rather take 12 rather than bringing them in, but uh, Ogden and Wiramu Greg. So Ogden's 216K, break-even of negative 18. He's off the bench, though. And Greg, 335k break, even of seven, he is starting. I think with the addition of Joe O to that Parramatta side, it really diminishes their value for me. And for the sake of what could be 20 or 30 points, uh, if you don't need to bring in uh, these guys to you know, generate cash to upgrade others, I would just would, wouldn't bother, basically. Yeah, yeah I 100% agree. If they're not already in your team, um, Wiram and Greg's probably the one we're looking at. He was a popular option a couple of weeks ago. If you don't already have him, now's not the time to get him. He's made 100K on his starting price and probably looking at one of his last games as a starter. And it won't be long before Paolo, uh, mm. RCG, and Joe O are all there taking up those middle minutes. And um, Wiram and Greg's probably back, you know, 15, 20 minute bench roll or reserves. Yep. Agreed. So it's a very short sided kind of play. Uh, but one, if you, as, as we've said, if you need value, whatever. Um, couple of guys then this is where it starts to get interesting because there's not a lot of you know out and out guns uh there's a lot of risky players and i think top of that list kaylin ponga break even negative seven uh fortunately made it back on the park last week we've spoken about it missed origin 511k uh what's your read are you a pro pong or con pong kind of guy this round uh i'm a pro ponger this obviously. round yeah obviously you know my love for him but uh, I've got Latrell and Turbo, so I had to make a move to get a number there. Um, Ponga, in my eyes, is probably the best of a bad bunch um, mm. in in that I can play him at fullback for this round or the next round. Uh, sorry, not next round, they're on the bye, but for this week, um, flip him up for a Katoa into 5'8", and then replace um, with a, a better fullback then. So... Um, I've got him as a short-term play, knowing he's far better at fullback than he has been at 5'8", and he's been looking okay at 5'8", so I'm hoping he can get um, things going from the back for us there and really create things. And with Lockie Miller out of the side, there's a chance Pong gets the kicking tee back, um, hmm. which could help you know add a couple of points to his um, already decent scoring so yeah i'm i'm pro this week um, but not with any huge confidence i guess it's hard to base your decisions around the possibility the players get hias but pong is probably if you were gonna bet on any given week one player going off for an hia it's him unfortunately but oh, sometimes you gotta take the punt. i let my heart in my throat every time he um 
takes a ball to the line. Um, it's either he's going through it or he's going off in a medicab. But mm. he's um, he's the type of player that can go massive. You you don't get anywhere by playing this game safe, I suppose. But um, yeah, you can avoid him. Hopefully, you save yourself a trade if he does get hurt. But for me, the risk is worth uh, the reward is worth the risk. Yeah, I mean, you've got guys like Best, Gagai, uh, uh, Maju on the wing there, Dom Young. Like, these are quality players outside, so the chances of him getting attacking stats increase the better your players are around you. So yeah. I think and he plays either side of the ruck. He doesn't stick to one side necessarily. So um, good chance this week at a really big score. So I'd, I'm kind of with you here. I'll uh, be foregoing him given my lack of trades, but if I was to use the next one, it would be getting this guy um, into the side and hopefully not breaking him. I think 511k for a guy of his caliber. I guess the only issue is if Walsh has a poor game, he's probably next in line. So I'm not sure. Oh, yeah. That's even that. It's a if uh, if he can get through the next couple of weeks, there's a chance he gets called up anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, as I said, it's probably possibly just Billy being safe and cautious, but <laughs> he's always a chance of getting called up for the next Origin game. Yep. Um, but again, hopefully by then he's made some dollars and you can get someone else in. Next on the list, and it comes with his own sort of risk, although it's in his knees, uh, that's Torhu Harris. So he's bounced back mm-hmm. on return from injury, scored a couple of reasonable scores, I think in the 70s and 80s over the last couple of rounds, had the bye last week. We'll play uh, a fair stack of games coming up. As we've said, the Warriors have a great run. So Torhu is a pretty safe play, again, not without his risk, but... Uh, at a 600k price tag, the kind of guy that'll bang out, you know, 70 plus for you, which will be invaluable for these next few months. So, a safe play um, and one I'm making this round. Any disagreement? No, none at all. I've had Torhu from the start, and there's no way I'm moving him on from my side now, especially with the buy coverage and and how good has he been? Mm-hmm. Um, he's only had the couple of low scores when he was injured or coming back or taken off early. So he's been absolutely outstanding for the Warriors this year. And their success is led by him, in my mm. opinion. Um, you know, SJ gets all the plaudits, and so he should. But it's really Torhu and uh, AFB up the middle doing the work. So he'll be in for a couple of massive games coming up. I see. And in such a busy role to be able to bang out eighty-minute games. So he's uh, thankfully done that the last two rounds that he's played. So signs are looking good, and I think. Torhu, he's reasonably popular. Well, actually, fallen to 12%. So a lot of people like me may have moved him on when he was uh, suffering that injury. But, yeah, back on deck now, looks healthy. Warriors have have a great run, so fingers crossed he can stay on the park. But a pretty safe bet. Uh, Another what I think is a safe bet is a couple of Dolphins players. So for mine, Jeremy Marshall King, uh, by far I reckon the second best uh, hooker in Supercoach land so far this season. He is ultra consistent. Uh, his first game last round without an attacking stat in quite a while, and he still scored around a 53, 55, I think it was, which if you stack him up against the likes of Cook and Robson is basically what they're getting most weeks. Yep. So JMK loves a run, heavily involved in what the Dolphins do in attack. He's the guy I'm bringing in over, Damian Cook, this week. A lot of people go on Cookie. The price tag's good. Cook's an origin risk. JMK's got points on the board so far this season, and I'm backing him in. So it's one of those pod kind of plays, I guess. Uh, everyone go and cook. I'm going to go JMK. As you said, rock bottom can only go up. I uh, It's one of my big regrets of Supercoach this year. I've been all over JMK. I'm a big fan. I think he's going to be challenging Grant for that number one hooker title this year, the way he's playing. As I said, the only game he's gone under 50 is when he got sin-binned in round two. Mm. Um, so he had a 33 in that one. Yeah, he's been ridiculous. The last two years, when he was at the Dogs last year and the Dolphins this year, he's been fantastic. Unfortunately, I overthought things and I went Reese Robson last week so I could get him for round 13 and 16 and then move him to Jeremy Marshall King following that. Um, but, um, yeah, I, if I had my time again, I'd be grabbing JMK because he's been awesome. Seven out of the next eight games as well. So I think the the Cook into Origin, thing, I think if Appy has one bad game, they'll go straight back to the well and what they know best. And, and so Cook's a great big chance of playing either Origin 2 or 3. So for me, I'm keen to jump on the JMK train, hopefully not break him. So he's uh, straight into the side this week. 
Um, another one that I was keen on going, but again, he's like a Fafita for me. I just he's always so consistent and going well that I just can never find a good week to bring him in. Jermaine Asako, thorn in the side, mm-hmm. just killing it every single week. Spoke about him off air, even in a pretty down game for the Finns last round. He still scores 90, kicking goals, doesn't go low at all. Um, if you need a premium center wing, he's probably the best of the bunch this week. I, I just, as I said to you earlier, I keep waiting for him to fall off a cliff, but he's not doing that at all. Um, but 680K is probably the only thing holding me back from grabbing him. He's just ridiculously priced for who he is and what we know he he has been in the past, but he's just not doing that this year. There's always one Cinderella story in the center wings, and this year it looks like it's a Sarko. So I'm not going to talk anybody out of getting him. Um, the Dolphins favor that right-hand side. They go there often, as we saw with uh, VTW at Magic Round. It kept going out that way over and over again, and they continue to have success. So looks like a is going to keep putting up big scores, and if not, having a very solid base. Hmm. Uh, absolutely. I just had a quick flick of the price tags for center wings that are playing this round. Surprisingly, he's in fourth. Matty Tomoko. Shout out to Benny G because he traded him in a while ago, just as some sort of pod option. He's 712K. I mean, uh, in fairness, he's had a bit of a down week last round, but uh, he's got 120 there. He's been going gangbusters as the Raiders have turned it around. Um, very much a, a pod at 3,000 team. Uh, ownership, but Tomoka, if you were going to blow some cash, have you looked at all at this guy? I haven't. I did a couple of weeks ago. He was having an absolutely stellar run. Uh, unfortunately, fell off a cliff last week when they got towed up mm. by Manly. But the four weeks before that, 75, 79, 119, and you'll love this, 69. So well. absolutely putting some big scores on. And it's the same as what I was just talking about with Osako. They keep going out to his side and he keeps converting. Um, plays just inside Rapana, I believe. Um, and so they Tomoko keeps getting it done. He's having a stellar season. Yep, no, absolutely. And I'll round out my sort of targets this round with I love in the bye weeks going random center wing who's been dreadful just in the, on the proviso that they've got to turn it around and surely they do it during a depleted origin period. Uh, DWZ, Wateni Zalesniak and Ravalawa. These kind of guys... Um, I think it was Fusa Tua five or so years ago. Yep. Shouted him out on my first ever pod and he goes and scores 120 or something and proceeds to do nothing after that. But DWZ, if I'm going to bank on someone going big this week, it's him. And Ravalawa could do the same against uh, the Finns. He's got Zach Lomax inside him now. Um, and Lomax himself, actually, a fair option now that Hook's gone. But those kind of guys, the mid-range center wings, uh, you're kind of playing on matchups and hoping they do uh, pretty well. But if I was to throw a dart and I needed a cheaper sort of center wing than an Asako, those would be the kind of options I'd be making. Yeah, I can't get around that one. You can have that one to yourself. <laughs> DWZ's sort of been in and out um, of the Warriors side so far this year, but I just like their run. And if I was having a look at Montoya, um, you got Corsi, there's another guy there that I'm forgetting. But um, I don't know, it's just one of those backline members that could go on a run and, yeah, you'll look like an absolute genius or a complete idiot uh, if you decide to go in. But if you're 30,000 like me, you already look pretty stupid. But anyway, those are the... That's the thing. If if you're going to stump up that sort of money, he's at almost 500K. Uh, For an extra 30K, you can get CNK. Mm. Um, So I'd be trying to pinch some pennies and go that way personally. Yeah, and Ravalawa, he's just one of those guys I see every year, goes on a bit of a tear, scores some tries, then goes on, on an absolute drought. But I don't know, Dragons might be on a resurge after last round. But anyhow, um, that's enough from my side. Anyone I or that you have got on your radar? Uh, a couple of guys. As I mentioned, I'm looking at Jermaine Hopgood. Um, obviously, was a huge trade-out candidate earlier in the year, but someone I'm looking at bringing back in now for his buy coverage and the fact that there are no forwards left at Parramatta. Hmm. Um, so those are the main guys. I'm trying not to overstock my team with the people who are going to miss next week. But, um, yeah, the other than that, I don't think there's too many people to get excited about this week, um, considering it's a very patchwork side, really. Um, you, you're going to be trading in to trade out. Um, the one guy who probably is a 
almost must have but has a ridiculous price tag is Dylan Brown. He's at 823K, mm. putting up super numbers. But, um, yeah, you're paying an absolute premium for him, but he's a guy that you will lock him into your side and not worry about what his price is doing after that. Yeah, I think so. I think Brown is a, is almost a must-have this round, particularly against the old cows. So I'd be, if you're finding value for anyone, it would be him this week. But I think to round it all out, I mean, it's one of those rounds where if you're going to take a, a bit of a, a down kind of week in any of these buys, it could be this one because, you know, there's not a lot of genuine out-and-out superstars that are playing that you need to jump on, I think, as we've attested to, and not a lot of good cheap guys. So if you bring in players in for the sake of filling a 13, I don't know. I'd be uh, holding fire and just saving those trades when you might really need them. But I think fair to say there's a fair few options. That's so a really interesting week. I'm keen to see what scores end up with. Um, before we jump into Captain's Vices, like you haven't gone through uh, JT's Joke Corner in a little while, but I've got an absolute bell ring. I've been waiting for this. Yeah, I mean, it's been a long time coming, so you'd like to think I'm coming off the back fence with something really good here. But I trialled it at Magic Round, got some pretty good reviews. Uh, What's Whitney Houston's favourite mode of coordination? I give in. Hender. Just to note on the proviso that you did get some laughs. Everybody there was very drunk. Oh, boy. I think that was a Saturday. It might have been six or seven. <laughs> but the crowd, the crowd went mild. Anyway, it's been a long time coming. Feel free to uh, write in your own ones. But, yeah, no, <laughs> good to be back. Anyway, captain's advices. Uh, two bites of the cherry for this one if you don't have more than, uh, say, 14 players. And hopefully you've got no AE nightmares because it yeah, is a really good chance to go uh, yeah, get a double dip here. Vice captains for me this round are para plays. Captains are bunnies players. I don't have any. So I'm going to look at a guy like Greg Marju as my captain to close out the week. Who are you going with? Uh, I'm going to go with probably... Dylan Brown as a vice captain um, and then throw him into a Garrick or a Ponga on the last game of the round to bring me home. Don't mind that. I mean, if I owned Jermaine Osaka, I'd be definitely VCing him against uh-huh. uh, the Dragons just because it's one of those things, as we've said, two goes at it. So why not throw it on a center wing who goal kicks and has been scoring ridiculously? Torhu, a very safe one, but you're not here to play safe, I don't think, in these buy rounds. So for me, uh, no. yeah, looking forward to seeing what Marshu does. Hopefully weather's good in Newey and they can put a score on. But um, it's one of those things, whenever you've got it on a, on a winger, you watch them for the first 10 minutes, they don't get any points and you start to sweat and carry on. But anyway, it's, it's one of those buy round fun bits. So yeah, looking forward to seeing what Carnage will throw up. Quick tip for Origin, who do you reckon? Queensland or New South Wales? I think it's going to be a real tough one this first game, but I'm uh, going to back my heart and go with Queensland based on the fact that uh, the pack's been there, done that. Hugely unsurprising. I don't think both teams are under a bit of pressure with some of the selections. So keen to see in a neutral, so. neutral ground as well in Adelaide. So, yeah, it could be a, um, a firecracker to start. I'm keen to see what TPJ does. I mean, he's just an absolute hothead. He is going to punch someone. I think that's a dollar one. He's going to be so fired up for the occasion. He's going to come on, break someone's face in the opening tackle and be sent off. Yep. I mean, if Kafusi's not there, you need a hothead to step in. So I don't know who is it, but Horsburgh would have been great. Imagine Horse and Pangai Jr. Oh. stepping off against each other. I mean, that could have been absolute. That would have been, um, it was a Carl Webb and... Um, oh, I was going to say... Absolutely forget the football field, put a boxing ring right in the middle there, get the boys at it. Bring back the absolute biff. Lakey, it's been great to chat to you. We've had a bit of a, uh, a bit of a break with some work and other stuff, but we're back on deck. Uh, it's an interesting time of Supercoach where, uh, yeah, always love chatting to you on these Tuesday nights. Any final words of wisdom, a Lakey's joke corner? No, just go the heat. The, uh, basketball? Yeah, that's that. Okay, all right. <laughs> See ya. <laughs> Legitimately thought you were saying Brisbane Heat. Hey. I thought you were going Brisbane Heat there. Yeah, that's it. I'm <laughs> jumping on the BBL claim real early. Huge big match. <laughs>